What's up? What's up? What's up out there in podcast land? It's me, Eddie, and I'm back again with a Black Friday or Cyber Monday treat. Whichever day is coming out, you're getting a treat because this is a second episode that I'm going to be airing this time coming around. So I know I've been gone for a while, but this time I'm excited to bring you one of my sisters in advocacy Someone that I truly admire and look up to in their fight against just, you know, all the negative things in life and just trying to help uplift people. So when I say I'm truly inspired by my guest today, I'm truly inspired and I'm going to introduce Nishi Parkinson. Woo! Hello, Nishi. How are you doing today? I am doing amazing, Eddie. What's going on? What's going on? I'm excited to be able to bring this podcast to life because when I saw you in Puerto Rico, I knew I had to have you on the show. All right. Well, I want to say I am grateful. I am humble. You know, we just finished up uh, Thanksgiving and it is so much to be thankful for. And if thankful or Thanksgiving could be a human being or a person, why wouldn't we be here today? Because we're thankful for all of the lived experiences that I've walked through. I know I am. Absolutely. That's one of my words for the year, Nishi, is grateful. So before we jump into things, I want you to just introduce yourself. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Well, I am Nishi Parkinson, and I am from St. Louis, Missouri, the home of the 314. And you cannot go through spelling the word hustle without the STO just to say the least. I am, I am a 44-year-old woman. Um, I am a Black woman in my own creed. Uh, I love working in communities and intersectionality of all people in lived experiences. I afford my community um, a rise impact. You know, um, I recently, you know, developed my own nonprofit called Rise Impact for two reasons. We know that women um, have been disproportionately affected by social determinants of health. And I want to change their hope and their health to meet an uh, evolution of rising with an impact for sustainability for all. Oh, yes. I absolutely love that. And it's something that when we talked in our pre-production call, gave me chills the way you talked about it and just knowing that you have such a care for the community just oh it just gives me such a thrill so tell me a little bit more about rise impact what's the tea with that well hell the tea with rise impact it lay dormant in notebooks for quite some time and every time i would sit amongst um, funders or leaders in my community the first question that would come out of the conversation would be, are you a nonprofit and why are you doing this? Um, so this birthing of Rise Impact allowed me to hone in and focus on the mindsets of women, as I said earlier, who have been disproportionately affected by social determinants of health, of being unhoused, being mothers, uh, being um, high school dropouts, and when you think that the role doesn't meet well or your disparities are so troublesome, a woman cannot focus well in her lived experiences uh, socially, emotionally, and therapeutic. So I believe with Rise Impact, we can improve the lives of women because we know that the disparity is very high amongst Black women, especially. 
So I feel that we should push very forward in Rise Impact to make that impact of those pillars of rejuvenate, influence, self-elevation on impact. That is what RISE stands for. Oh, wow. Oh, I love that, Nishi. That is so amazing. And when you talked about being um, not having a nonprofit and now that you have it, how does it feel to have jumped into your own organization? Oh, man, it is very rewarding. And me jumping into my own organization, I'm able to really take a good, clear picture of the radar of the highest needs. Um, just to talk about last week, I was at a turkey food giveaway. And this young man was there at this giveaway. And he was actually volunteering for the giveaway. And when we concluded, he shared with me that he had been unhoused and giving back in a special way like this was a, like a sacrifice for him. And he told me that he was getting ready to um, hopefully move into a new place on December the 1st. And all he needed was to come up with $350 for his security deposit. And he said, um, if there was any way that your your organization Rise Impact could assist me, I would be forever so grateful. So right now I am um, ramping up a fundraiser to attempt to raise the $350 or a portion of the $350 to help him satisfy that need of housing. Housing mm -hmm. is considered a social determinant of health. Uh -huh. And without adequate housing, People have more, more comorbidities that they have to fight to keep intact more often if they were housed. Right. And that's part of what we um, absolutely have to have in any type of fight against those um, ailments that we face. And so we know you, um, I know you more popularly HIV arena but you also help with other causes, which is another amazing aspect of um, Rise Impact. And I know you mentioned breast care awareness as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, talking about breast care cancer awareness, we know that one in four women have been diagnosed with breast cancer worldwide. And that is a alarming rate to lose a woman of such great tenacity um, through a diagnosis such as breast cancer. And I pay homage to the survivors and to the people that have lost their lives, the women who have lost their lives because of the diagnosis. And we know treatment is prevention. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I am currently um, really wanted to talk about is this fab over 40. Because the, you know, the Breast Cancer Awareness, the National Breast Cancer Awareness Foundation is utilizing women who are over the age of 40 to talk about their elegance, their beauty, their morale, their visions, their careers, um, to empower women globally to stand up and just love on themselves no matter what. But with the Fab Over 40, 
it allows each woman that is a contestant to help raise awareness and raise funding for treatment for mammograms, for them to walk into clinic spaces where they think that they need insurance and it's absolutely given to them for free. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm here today. And that's one of the reasons why I'm running for fab over 40. Absolutely. So tell me, let's for for a second. Um, a little bit about the contest and what would it mean winning? What would this mean to you? Oh, wow. Eddie, you said something that is really momentum to me. You know, winning is winning every day, right? Yeah. We're, we're having this conversation and I'm winning right now okay. because someone will be able to hear this audible and go back and take pieces from this audible to say that I can live. Yeah. You know, so it's not all about winning. It's about what you're going to do with the winnings. Uh-huh. And if I am selected, the $40,000 would support my nonprofit called Rise Impact. It would enhance the lives of women formerly incarcerated, teen mothers, veteran women who struggle with social determinants of health related to institutionalized trauma and um, trauma-informed care in a way dealing with epigenetics. It also would help with health reproductive services and transportation services for women to get back and forth to their medical appointments. Wow. That is absolutely phenomenal. Because when you think about these services, a lot of, I know it's such a disproportionate impact how women are affected by things like breast cancer and other um, conditions as well. So to hear someone say that this is what I want to do specifically for my community, and this is what I will do with the winnings of that to put it back in my community means so much to me. And I really, really am glad to have you on the show because we want to bring awareness to this because people can actually vote for you, right? Yes, absolutely. They can vote for me. They can vote 24 hours a day. They also can do hope votes. And the hope votes is a limited time, two times the hope vote. It would afford a young woman access to early detection, education and supportive services to those affected by breast cancer. And it's also a tax deductionable tax write-off as well. Okay. So I'm also going to put the link in um, the description of the podcast, but I want people to be able to find it. So um, have you posted it on your, like where can people find the link? You can find the link on Instagram at Nishi Speaks. It's K as in Kite, N as in Nancy, E as in Echo, E as in Echo, S as in Sam, H as in Heart, E as in Echo, Speaks with an S at the end on Instagram. You can see that in my bio as well. You can follow me also at Nishi Parkinson on Facebook, or you can go to Rise Impact Inc. That is our page for the Rise Impact Organization. Awesome. I love it. So there's multiple options and people, all you got to do is rewind a little bit just in case. But if you want to vote for Nisha, you can find her on Instagram or her website as well as on her Facebook. So just rewind just about 15 seconds.
of those places. So tell me, Nishi, I know this was an, uh, another fantastic story. So how did you actually come across the competition? I came across the competition on my Facebook page. And it just asked us, do you think that you have what it takes to be five over 40? And I said, yes. So I applied and sent them my portfolio and my pictures. And it asked us three definite questions. The second question that they asked me, it resonated with me. And it was what advance, um, no, what advice would you give to your younger self? That was one of the questions. And I looked at my life from age 17 to adulthood, right? Uh And the advice I would give to my younger self is, life for me was not a crystal staircase. Mother to Son by Langston Hughes. Being more intentional with my financial literacy and learning more about the rule of 72 related to investing to building your family and leaving a legacy for your family in advance. And being more attentive to lived experiences of wisdom shown during my upbringing is also one. And striving for the best version of yourself. Forgive your younger self, believe in your current self, and create a new future for your future self. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. Now, they asked those three critical questions. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to know what was it that really brought you to kind of come to those answers? Because you have such a, people can basically just Google you anyway, but you have such an impressive resume. What kind of like led you to those answers from your spirit? Well, you know, my mother, she worked diligently throughout my childhood life and she, suffered in silence with mental health. And mental health is one of the biggest social determinants of health that is an international public health crisis that we face daily. So it's not about me. It's about the things that I walked through. It's about the things that I felt imperfect and perfect. All of the emotional pieces and roller coasters and traumas. I remember being in the fourth grade I had a teacher that was talking to my mother about my grades and and where did she see me in the near future. And I remember this woman telling my mother that I was only able to be a special ed student at that time. She didn't believe that I could go forward and be all that I could be um, because she felt I didn't have it in me to do it. But I trust and rest assured that my mother fought with every bone in her body to make sure that I sat at the dinner table at nighttime to make sure that my classwork was turned in correctly. So using the tools and using the guidance from wisdom brought me here today. And wisdom, and we definitely cherish that. We totally cherish you. So, tell me about um, where do you see Rise Impact in like the next five years? Wow, Rise Impact in the next five years. You know, the first two years is really 
uh, where you make the groundwork and you hit the rubber and the road and you meet the gravel where it is and it's the pavement and you hit it hard and you hear the bounce back effect right over the next two years. But three years later, a total of five years, I see Rise Impact being more rooted in its community and everyone knowing about Rise Impact on an international platform. Our hope is to bring education tutorial tools to the Ugandan families that I was able to meet one year ago on my mission trip to the Rockeye District. That's, yes, international is, that's the goal, baby. Be global. <laughs> I love it. So, I know we talked a lot about um, different causes and different areas of expertise for um, Rise Impact as well as your own personal goals. But we're coming up on um, World AIDS Day, which will be on December the 1st. And I kind of want to ask you a few questions because, you know, you're one of my inspirations in the field. So I totally, totally um, value your input. So I would love to ask you a few questions about HIV, if that's okay with you. All right, let's jump in, jump in, jump in. Let's do it. So you talked a little bit about support before, but what other types of support do you actually provide for folks with HIV in your area? Oh, wow. Um, it's a first person analogy, right? You got to think about the whole entire person. Okay. So with that being said, I offer my lived experience, my storytelling, right? Uh -huh. Because nine times out of a 10, an individual is walking in silence due to stigma. Right. Due to stigma. But I um, have had a phenomenal time being a part of a program called the Women of Color Committee. And this committee is uh, centered around body autonomy for our women who may or may not live with HIV. So on December the 1st here in St. Louis, Missouri, we will be giving a Thirsty Thursday movie night in support of World AIDS Day. Okay. This is going to be like a consideration of movie, mocktails, and more. Okay. So we have partnered with several um, local community-based organizations. Uh, we partner with... Um, some aid service organizations in the community. And we're going to have a safe space where young women ages 13 and up can come to a safe space and watch a movie. So that's what we're going to be doing for World AIDS Day. And we're going to make sure that we have take home kits for the young ladies. We're going to talk about safer sex and making sure that they are able to uh, affirm themselves as young women and to keep their sexual health practices as um, educated as possible. Um, in, in the second realm of what I do for the community, I am a, um, by day, this is by day, I am a health coach at a local clinic here in the St. Louis area where I affirm and tell my story um, throughout the work that I do as a health coach, which has afforded me to meet so many different families and 
um, clients over the last 25 years being um, in this capacity. But I've, mo I've worked in multifaceted capacities of building the education around HIV awareness and okay. trying to really work on ending the epidemic. We're not there yet. We still have a long way to go. Yeah, we definitely have a long way to go when it comes down to ending the epidemic. So um, speaking of that, what types of services do you think it'll take to help us get to ending the epidemic? Great question. I think we have to normalize the conversation. Okay. I think with normalizing the conversation, just like any other social determinants of health of cancer, diabetes, lupus, we have to remove the stigmas from isolation because sexual health is a we version. It's not an I. It's not a one, one-sided thing. It took two people mm -hmm. to entangle themselves with love, lust, and emotions. So we have to normalize the conversations. We have to get into uh, the corridors of our churches our nonprofits, our CBOs, our community-based organizations, our health departments, our barber and beauty shops. We have to learn how to affirm those spaces and places where people hang out in. Yeah. Because sex happens anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said normalize those conversations because a lot of times in our communities, we, we do face that stigma, as you said, and it's harder to kind of engage in conversations when there is such stigma. And I'm not as familiar with the St. Louis area, but I'm pretty sure y'all not far from us anyway. So I'm pretty sure stigma is just as heavy as it is in the deep South because y'all are so close. So what um, types of things do you think will tackle stigma? I think um, here in St. Louis, we need to do a better job in marketing. Okay. Marketing where it is in your face. We need to affirm the black woman in marketing. We need to have table talks, you know, listening sessions, um, maybe building even more and more apps because people are on their cell phones daily. 24 mm. hours a day, 365 days a year. They're going to be doing Cyber Monday, Black Friday. You should have something in those advertisements to talk mm. about social determinants of health as it relates to HIV care, treatment, and ending the epidemic. Mm -hmm. I love that approach. And when we think about it, that is uh, social marketing is one of the fastest ways things have, you see success when it comes down to product selling or whether it's behavior change as well. So I think it's really important to have a social marketing input for folks. And what I've seen you've done as well is you've used your social media platforms to your best expense. So um, tell me, how's that been for you? Was it like a learning curve or was it something that you say, oh, no, don't nobody do because it's hard? It is a learning curve. You know, you may have started at ground zero. And I believe that I'm still, you know, right at ground one. Okay. Um, the evolution of anchoring social media looks different on all types of platforms. Mm -hmm. And really learning the techno pieces 
without a technical assistant guru sitting next to you. You know, you got to read it. You got to make sure you put it in this perspective or you say it in this way or even the hashtags, you know, learning all these wonderful hashtags that's out here has afforded me to uptick the algorithm of social media as I want individuals to really learn about me. You know, Mm -hmm. not just because of Fab Over 40, but just learning about Nishi Parkinson as a general person. Right. And my pronouns is she and her. So a lot of times people say, how do you pronounce your name? Where did your name come from? You know, my dad just decided to name me that and I'm Nishi, right? But when they look at you on a social media platform, they... Most people forget that there is something that happens behind the scenes to get you to this point. Uh-huh. So I always tell individuals, just because you may see them coming forward in a nice way, there are some things that happen behind the scenes that I have to go journal about. Mm-hmm. You know, healing has to happen within. Absolutely. So those things that come from healing, what are some of your favorite activities to do like I'm also a person who likes to journal (laughs) I mean I do this consistently but I do I do it as well and I also meditate so what about you what are some of the things that you do I love jumping in the car and taking a small 30 to 50 minute drive somewhere where I've never been okay so I may tell series you know drive me 50 minutes away from my home and then do a turnaround and I just put it in there and I just go. Other times I like to just go to the Goodwill and do a lot of junking. I love junk shopping and finding things at the Goodwill. Okay. And my favorite thing to do, if somebody want to buy me a round trip air ticket, no more than three to four hours away, I'll take it. I love okay. traveling. I love traveling. <laughs> We got to get you to Memphis. Yes, I'll come. I'll come. We're going to find a way to get you here. I promise I will. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about some of your other passions outside of the um, nonprofit world or community impact. My other passion is being with my mini-me, my daughter. She is the former um, Miss St. Louis 2019 for the National American Miss. And I love spending time with her on the road, wherever she may be. I love interjecting, you know, with the walk that she's doing. She's a junior in college and her goals and her growth goals and just loving on her. Uh I love that, you know, outside of the work that I do. I love that. And a junior in school, oh my goodness. I remember <laughs> the stress of being a junior moving into the senior year. <laughs> yes, you know, Eddie, it is very stressful now. <laughs> That's one thing I can tell you. Reworking now to create her spring semester finances. So we are making a budget as we speak. Oh, yeah, that budgeting thing. Nisha, I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm working on that because the adulting thing, y'all didn't tell me about all of the adulting stressors. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had a conversation with her. <laughs> it was probably last month. 
and I actually posted it on Facebook and I'm paraphrasing. But when she called me, she was like, mom, adulting is lame. <laughs> and I just held the phone and I, I just held the phone. And I said, hmm. And she said, you know why? It's because I have to go get some toilet paper from the store. <laughs> and I just laughed exactly like you laughed. <laughs> I laughed myself and I just left her on mute. <laughs> that is so me. funny yes <laughs> so Nishi I want you to tell us again because I, you've come such a long way in this fab over 40 so I'm super proud of that but tell us again how we can get you to the next level alright how you can get me to the next level I need you for one to go vote Two, to share this podcast, video, audio to all of your friends, right? All of your network. Follow me on all of my Instagram pages, Nishi Speaks, uh, Rise Impact. Follow me on Facebook, Nishi Parkinson. Uh, all of the links are there in my bios. You can take them, copy and paste them, share them. Make your email blast if you would like, but vote every day every 24 hours vote 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 also do the hope votes because it's two times the vote and it's at limited time so when you go out there to the actual link it may have the hope votes limited time only go ahead and press that link you're giving back two wins one for me and for education transportation mammograms for a young woman who may need it in the near future or in real time that is awesome. So, yes, people, this is a bigger impact than you can ever think of. So it's not just some lollygagging award. This is Fab Over 40. And Nishi, I will say, is giving back. <laughs> I can't speak for all of the others, but Nishi is giving back. So please vote, 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 vote. So, Nishi, this is almost the end of the episode. I, I want to know. This won't be your last time on the show, so wink, wink. But what last remarks do you have for the folks today? My lasting remarks, you know, reach one, teach one. You know, make sure that you treat individuals like you want to show up and want to be treated as well. Be faithful, be loyal, be understanding, be an active listener. Support is the biggest thing that you can ever do with a vote, a share, a copy and paste an endorsement of whatever it may be for an individual. Writing a recommendation letter, do it. And you'll see your blessings flow like a river. Ooh, yes. Teach, each one, teach one, baby. Nishi, I want to thank you a million times again for joining me on the Southern Gent. This has been a true treasure. And if you want to be a guest on the Southern Gen, don't forget you can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, anywhere that you can find Eddie W Live. You can um, just send a request. So this is coming up on the end of season five, and I'm excited to be bringing a few more guests to end the year off with. So if you want to be a guest, let me know. If you have any topics you want me to talk about, let me know. I'm taking requests. And again, thank you, Nishi, and thank you all for listening. Say ciao, Nishi. Ciao.